Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. In today's episode, we're going to be discussing the Binance CEO CZ along with his $10 million Bitcoin price prediction. That's right. He made the bold prediction that if major companies like MicroStrategy allocated just 1% of their holdings into Bitcoin, we can see a 1,000x growth on the Bitcoin price. Also in today's show, we're going to be discussing the latest prediction coming out of Fundstrat. They just made this prediction saying the Bitcoin price target is likely to hit somewhere between $140,000 and $180,000 before the next Bitcoin halving in 2024. I'll be breaking this down for you, as well as Bloomberg analyst doubles down on his six-figure Bitcoin price prediction. So a lot of predictions to share with you today. And naturally, we'll also be discussing the latest technical analysis, as well as breaking news, BlackRock declaring last year that the optimal Bitcoin allocation is a large 84.9%. Let that sink in. We'll also be discussing Elon Musk says X will offer an entire financial world in the coming months and also be breaking down the latest saga between XRP, the SEC, and their appeal. All this plus so much more in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost, a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. And welcome to y'all just joining us. This is pod episode number 1352. I'm your host, JV, and today is July 25th, 2023. Let's kick off the show by checking out the market watch. Hallelujah. We back in the green. We got Bitcoin pumping up 0.3% trading back above $29,200. We have Ether up a half a percent trading at $1,858 with Doge being one of the biggest gainers up 9% trading just above 8.2 cents. And checking out coinmarketcap.com, the current crypto market cap sits at $1.18 trillion with $25 billion in volume in the past 24 hours with the Bitcoin dominance at 48.4% and the Ether dominance at 19% even. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past week, we have XDC leading the pack up 11% trading just under six cents followed by dogecoin up nine percent trading above eight cents followed by mass up seven percent trading at three dollars and 75 cents and checking out the top 100 gainers for the past week it's doge xdc and theta as the majority of the altcoins are bleeding and in the red and checking out the crypto greed and fear index one of my favorite indicators shows we're currently rated a 50 which is neutral yesterday was a 55 last week a 56 and last month a 64 in greed. So there you have it. How many of you took advantage of this current dip sub $30,000 Bitcoin price? Put BTFD in the live chat or comment right down below and let me know. And be sure to say hello in the live chat. We have a very active live chat. And shout out to everyone there as at the end of the show as we do an 
every episode is read all of the comments out loud. But yeah, now let's dive into the charts and what is popping currently with uh, the King Crypto. Here we go. Bitcoin registered its most impressive price surge in two weeks, again, when Ripple won a minor victory in court against the SEC, along with the rest of the market, when Bitcoin soared to a multi-month peak of just under 32000 That's the high for the past 13 months, just FYI. However, the hype began to fade quickly as Bitcoin fell back down to just over 30000 the next few days, and then stagnation followed, and Bitcoin remained mostly around that level, with a few dips below it. The landscape changed for those uh, worsening yesterday when Bitcoin plummeted by more than a grand after it got rejected at 30300 This price drop is south to a monthly low of just under 29000 leaving millions in liquidations. Bitcoin managed to add a few hundred dollars since then, but its market cap is back down to $565 billion, and its dominance over the alt sits tight at 48.5% as the alts continue uh, to bleed out. Now I want to share with you some breaking news coming out of Japan. Japan's prime minister says we are creating an environment to promote Bitcoin and crypto. It can transform the internet 100%. I feel it is absolutely transforming the internet and will continue to do so as well as transforming this world. And also major news coming out. Uh, BlackRock announced this last year and it kind of went under the radar, but it's being pointed out here. The optimal Bitcoin allocation is a large 84.9%. Now, could you imagine if they did this? This is coming out of their own draft 2.3 effect of skewness in practice as highlighted here. Exhibit 4 presents the results starting with a 60-40 equity bond portfolio, which is produced with a risk aversion of Y equals 1.5. The optimal Bitcoin allocation is a large 84.9%. And it continues. The remainder of the portfolio, 15.1, is a split 60-40 between equities and bonds. Although Bitcoin has an extremely large volatility of 1.322, see Exhibit 1, the pronounced positive skewness leads to large allocations and dominates in the utility function, see Equation 9. So for this to come directly from BlackRock, could you be more bullish? And what are your thoughts? What if, hypothetically, they allocated 85% of their assets under management, which is north of $10 trillion? What do you think that would do? to the Bitcoin price. Let that sink in and let me know your thoughts in the comments. And like I said, at the end of the show, we'll be reading everyone's comments out loud. Now, I know this is on everyone's mind. I had a lot of recommendations to cover this. So that's why I'm covering this in today's show. And that's Elon's X platform. They just rebranded the Twitter platform. You no longer notice that little cute bird. It's now just an X. So here is his uh, master uh, plan. Check it out. Elon shared an update for users with more info on Twitter's rebranding of X, saying it's a part of a larger plan to incorporate financial services on the platform. That's the keyword right there. July 25th, Musk retweeted that his ex-corp enterprise acquired Twitter in the name of freedom of speech and the advance of the development of his everything app, which is also called X. He hinted that in the coming months, users can expect to conduct their entire financial world on the platform. Pretty interesting. And as Elon shared here, Twitter was acquired by ex-corp both to ensure freedom of speech and as an accelerant for X, the everything app. This is not simply a company renaming itself, but doing the same thing. The Twitter name made sense when it was just 140 character messages going back and forth. He also mentioned the addition of comprehensive communications together with financial services. An extended post did not fit the original ethos of Twitter and therefore merited the name change. The platform's branding lost its blue bird and shifted over to the X symbol on July 24th. What are your thoughts uh, regarding 
regarding this rebranding. And in an interview, Musk said that if executed correctly, X has the potential to encompass half of the global financial system. We talking hundreds of trillions? Like, whoa, with plans for banking, payments, and more. Some have likened the potential of the X app akin to China's WeChat. As pointed out here by Brandon Hoffman, X is finally arriving. X will be an everything app, an example super app for the United States like WeChat for China. Social network, messages, video content, finance, banking, payments, cryptocurrency, anyone? And over time, it would be half the global financial system. And this is coming directly from Elon himself. Now, prior to the public awareness of the rebranding, Elon had been advocating for the integration of financial services on the platform since he acquired it for a whopping 44 billion bucks back in October of last year. And in April, he briefly changed Twitter's logo to Doge, which I believe was like an April Fool's joke, but it caused Dogecoin to surge 20% as a result in a matter of an hour. A few weeks after CNBC reported Twitter would introduce a new feature in partnership with the fintech platform eToro, in which they already did, in which you can see the Bitcoin prices in real time, which is pretty cool. Shortly after the rebrand, users noticed the Doge symbol been added to Musk's profile, with spark rumors amongst the crypto community of a potential Dogecoin integration for payments on the platform. Now, despite Elon's ongoing relationship with the crypto community via his championing of the meme coin, crypto Twitter has mixed reactions to the rebranding of the platform. Some in the community called the decision insane and that they would still call the platform by its old name while others suggested keeping the Twitter name and using X as a wallet for the platform. But what do you think? Let me know in real time here in the live chat. Do you agree with what he is doing to the platform? I'm looking forward to it as long as these financial services include Bitcoin, which I like to believe because the fact is uh, Twitter still has Bitcoin on its balance sheet. So you already know the deal that could lead to uh, mass adoption, Bitcoin game theory. So bring it and let's freaking go and let's send this Bitcoin price action to new stratosphere, shall we? And with that being shared now for the latest regarding the SEC appealing the XRP uh, decision from the recent lawsuit, according uh, to John Deaton, who is one of the uh, lawyers over there for XRP, the US SEC will likely appeal the outcome of its lawsuit against Ripple, but that doesn't concern pro-XRP lawyer John Deaton. Judge Torres sent shockwaves through the crypto ecosystem earlier in the month when she ruled that Ripple's automated open market sales of XRP, referred to as programmatic sales, did not constitute security offerings, contrary to what Mr. No Clarity Gary Gensler of the SEC alleged in a recent court filing in a separate lawsuit against Terraform Labs and its co-founder Duquan. SEC lawyers assert that Torres's decision in regards to the portion of the Ripple lawsuit was wrongly decided. The SEC says it's considering the various available avenues for further review, suggesting the regular plans to appeal Torres's decision of the Ripple case. Deaton, who represented XRP holders in the Ripple lawsuit, doesn't think an appeal would be a setback for the crypto sector, quoting him directly here. First, it'll be two years from now before a decision is issued by the Second Circuit if it's appealed. Then Judge Torres's decision is the law until then, at least in the Second Circuit. Second, if the Second Circuit says Torres was wrong regarding her app for the third Howie factor, which I predict they won't, that doesn't mean that the SEC wins on the programmatic sales, which are the sales and the exchanges. All that happens is that Torres then applies the other two factors that could likely still rule the same exact way, concluding that the SEC didn't satisfy the common enterprise factor, which is more of a difficult factor to meet in my opinion, then the third factor. Deaton does note, however, that Judge Torres's decision isn't binding with 
in the Southern District of New York, as he points out here. A fellow district judge could disagree with her, but I think a fellow judge in the circuit court is going to be hard-pressed to disagree with a judge, especially considering she cited Judge Castell from Telegram. And as we know, last month, Deaton said that Judge Castell made it clear that Telegram's terminated crypto token gram itself was not a security. So therefore, the underlying asset is never the security in an investment contract analysis. So there you have it coming firsthand. The takeaway from this story is if the SEC does choose to appeal the decision from Judge Torres, it can take two years to overturn. So in the meantime, Judge Torres's decision considering XRP not being an unregistered security on the exchanges stands. So this is a victory for those of us in crypto. And with that being shared, fam, now let's discuss everything predictions. We're going to start with Bloomberg doubling down on their 100,000 price prediction, followed by a brand new prediction coming from Fundstrat that the Bitcoin price is likely to hit between 140 and $180,000 between now and the next nine months before the Bitcoin halving. And then we'll be discussing everything CZ relating his $10 million Bitcoin price prediction followed by some live Q&A. A massive shout out to everyone out here in the live chat. So here we go. Bloomberg Intelligence's senior macro strategist Maglone is doubling down on his six-figure Bitcoin prediction, but says that the king crypto could encounter a major setback along the way. I think we call that black swan events here in crypto, right? In a new interview with crypto influencer Scott Melker, Maglone says he still envisions Bitcoin eventually hitting a six-figure price tag, but warns it might dip below the 20,000 level in route of doing so, quoting him here from the podcast, remember, I made the call for $100,000 Bitcoin when it was trading below 20000 I stick with that in the long term, but I think it is more likely to drop 50% and get down to 20000 even make a new low before it goes on that trajectory. Now, to support his prediction, McGlone points towards treasury bills paying out 5% and the Federal Reserve's continuing monetary tightening policies, quoting him here. When I see things like I can get five and a quarter in a treasury bill, done. I look at the case uh, Schiller index or the house index, and it just was almost at the highest ever right before the 2006, up literally 20%. Now it's down 1%. That's collapsing. I look at the Fed still tightening, and the last thing that always usually falls is the stock market. Just look at your history. Now the case Schiller index is designed to track changes in real estate prices all across the country. The index hit an all-time high in June of last year and has been trending down since. So could that have been the peak? Let me know. McGlone goes on to say that Bitcoin may not be able to sparkle bull run due to the macroeconomic environment. Quoting him again, I love to be bullish on Bitcoin, but if you look at the price right now at 30,000, the first time it traded at 30,000 was right at the end of 2020, right the beginning of 2021. So it's unchanged. And if you look at the NASDAQ over the same period, it's up 20%. Yet the volatility in the NASDAQ is half that of Bitcoin. And he continues, so right now, Bitcoin is great. It's got all of these exchange traded funds coming in. We have hope for the ETFs, but the actual performance versus the NASDAQ, which has got AI and everything going for it, I look at it as if I'm disappointed. And I think the problem is I sense way too much bullishness, but yet the macro is very unfavorable. The Fed is still taking away the punch bowl. So there you have it. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the Bloomberg analyst and to watch this video he did entitled, Is the Dollar Dead? Macro Outlook for the US Dollar. Check the show notes below the video in the description. And now for breaking news regarding Fundstrat, a uh, predicting a massive price evaluation between 140 and 180,000 for the king crypto between now and the next 9 months so let's break this down here we here we here we go 
And shout out to everyone again just joining us in the live chat. The price of Bitcoin can soar 521% from the current levels to $180,000 before Bitcoin scheduled halving in April of 2024, according to a Monday note from Fundstrat. That's right. The investment research firm said that while Bitcoin's daily demand of about $25 million is equivalent to daily mining rewards of about $25 million, that could change with the potential launch of a Bitcoin ETF. Send it. Let's go. A Bitcoin ETF could can add an extra $100 million in incremental daily demand for the King Crypto. According to the note, that increase combined with the April 2024 halving set to slash daily mining rewards to $12 million, means the price of Bitcoin would have to rise substantially to meet an equilibrium amongst the buyers and sellers. Quoting them again, this Bitcoin ETF launch would bring daily demand to $125 million while daily supply is only $25 million. The implied equilibrium price would need to rise so daily supply matches the daily demand. Equilibrium analysis suggests that a clearing price is between $140,000 and $180,000 before the April 2024 halving, according directly from a fund strat. And we all know that's roughly nine months out. Now, the halving, also known as the halvening, is seen as bullish for Bitcoin, cutting the reward given to miners in half, capping to the limited supply of Bitcoins, and has historically led to price increases. In a note to clients earlier in the month, Fundstrat's head of digital asset strategy, Sean Perez, explained that a multiplier effect in the range of 4x to 5x is reasonable to assume for the Bitcoin network, quoting him here. This means that $1 of demand can result in 4 to $5 increase in market cap. Pharrell sees a 75% probability that a spot Bitcoin ETF is approved in the near term as a number of firms, including BlackRock, the largest asset manager in the world, Fidelity, await word from the SEC on their application uh, filings. So there you have it, quoting him again. We anticipate a Bitcoin ETF would attract new investors and generate increased demand for Bitcoin. And if approved, a Bitcoin ETF from BlackRock could lead to one of the biggest ETF launches on record. Send it. Funstrat said, adding that it could ultimately break the record holder the Invesco QQQ ETF in the first year of inflows. I think that's a given, right? The QQQ ETF, which tracks the NASDAQ 100, attracted $36 billion in inflows in its first year following its March 1999 launch. Yeah, I think that's an easy target in my humble opinion. Fundstrat said Bitcoin ETFs could eventually eclipse the precious metal ETF market, which holds nearly $230 billion in assets. A very bold prediction shared here. Bitcoin ETF eventually could become over $300 billion category, Fundstrat said, and that surge in demand would help put a triple-digit price tag on Bitcoin, and that ultimately means six figures and above. Fundstrat isn't the only firm with a 100,000-plus price target for Bitcoin. Earlier in the month, as I covered here on the show, Standard Chartered said a positive feedback loop could propel Bitcoin past $120,000 within the next year. So there you have it. Now, let's talk about some of these catalysts real quick. How likely do you think the BlackRock ETF approval will be? He says 75% chance. We know the track record is like 575 to 1. So that's like virtually 99.9%. But hey, it is what it is. It's only a matter of time. Eventually, no clarity. Gary and the SEC will have to get their ish together. And hopefully that's before the Bitcoin halving, making the perfect storm. You know what I mean? For us to just rise to a new parabola we have never seen before making history. But what are your thoughts? Do you think we're likely to hit this target between 140 to 180,000 before the halving? And then where do you think we would be 
post-having with such a high price before the having? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. And with that being shared, now let's dive into the moment you have all been waiting for, and that is our feature story of the day. CZ, the Binance CEO, predicting that the Bitcoin price can hit $10 million per coin. Let's break this down. And this is actually pretty cool because it's not often I see myself referenced in articles, but this is an article which was produced by Coin Edition uh, 12 days ago, July 13th. It was last updated, and they're quoting me in it. So I thought it was only right to show them some love and to read this story, and let's break it down. JV, hey, that's me, a crypto YouTube influencer. Am I an influencer now? I never thought of that. Remembered CZ's prediction that Bitcoin would reach $10 million per coin. JV referred to the statement in a recent video uploaded to YouTube where he analyzed various aspects of the Bitcoin market development. JV looked back at CZ's Bitcoin prediction while analyzing Binance's CEO's recent Twitter comments in a Q&A session on July 5th. CZ addresses several issues, including Binance's reaction to the ongoing regulatory scrutiny. He also spoke about the rising interest of institutional investors in crypto and the proposed BlackRock ETF. CZ made the $10 million Bitcoin price prediction back in 2021. That's right. Following MicroStrategy's announcement of allocating Bitcoin for their corporate strategy, CZ then went on to say his analysis he based on the possibility of several corporate companies across the world all allocating just 1% of their corporate treasury into Bitcoin. And according to CZ, that can lead to a 1,000x growth in the value of Bitcoin. So everyone do the math right now. What is 1,000 times 30,000? And put that answer in the comments. JV highlighted uh, CZ's welcoming approach to institutional investors the Bitcoin ecosystem. CZ noted the advantages of traditional financial firms to bring to the crypto industry, despite concerns about their intentions clashing with Bitcoin's decentralized nature. And according to JV, CZ identified two factors driving the Binance strategy for the next 18 months. They included the upcoming Bitcoin halving event scheduled to be nine months out and the growing interest of institutional investors within the crypto industry. And he noted that both factors would lead to Binance bracing up for higher trading volumes. So there you have it. And this is the initial article back from February of 2021, where CZ is quoted from Bloomberg Radio. Here's what he had to say. Right now, I think only 11 companies have announced they are allocating some, like usually less than 1% of their corporate treasury, to Bitcoin, and we think that it is most likely what caused the initial price rise. I think MicroStrategy's Michael Saylor started it first, but there are 650,000 companies in the world, like relatively established companies in the world, and their treasury is huge. Preach. And he continues, if all of them only allocated 1% to Bitcoin, we are going to see, I don't know, 1,000x more growth in the Bitcoin price. And if they allocate more than 1%, that's going to be even bigger. So I think people don't quite get the magnitude of the wave that's about to hit us. Touche. So there you have it. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the Binance CEO, CZ. And if you do the math, if I'm not mistaken, isn't 1,000 times 30,000 something like 30 million? Let me know. Please clarify in the comments right down below. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode.